Hey guys, welcome to What's the Word? Pastor shaved his facial hair. <laughs> and I have a mustache. Can you see it? I can. Can you? <laughs> From this angle. <laughs> With that being said. It's multiplied. It's, it's multiplied this way. Yeah, if you haven't seen it yet, it's, I've been growing it out for about a week now. Um, but guys, welcome to What's the about Word? About a week? Yeah, about a week. You can grow facial hair like I can. That's awesome. <laughs> it, 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 it's going to take a while if I actually want to keep it. Serena actually said she liked it a little bit. Really? Which surprised me. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that, but she... Nicole actually did not completely hate my facial okay. hair, which is surprising to me, <laughs> yeah. too, because she, she's normally not a fan, but... Um, it was, I've never actually seen myself with a mustache. That's the first time I've ever been able to grow a mustache. So, really? Yeah, I feel yeah. accomplished now. I feel like a real man. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> All right, well, guys, it's what's the word? Oh, Jade. What? Jade said, nobody, we need a strong camera. <laughs> I, I assumed they wouldn't be able to see I it. had to wait to 47 to get one, really? so you're okay. okay. You're in good company. Just, just, see, see my, my mustache, it grows in blonde, so you can't really see it that much. That, so, like, if I were to dye it, you would be able to see it. Yeah. But I feel like... Oh, I, there we go. Whoa, wow. Ooh. There we go. Let me back out of that. See that? <laughs> anyway... If you have any questions about vision for increase, put them in the comments now. <laughs> We've been talking about it for a while, mm -hmm. vision for increase. Yeah. I feel like I just gained like five or ten years by cutting that off. Like I feel, really? yeah. Does it make my, have, have more of a baby face? Uh, will y'all find a charger for this? My battery just ran out as I was coming in. So, been on the phone all morning. Yeah. So anyway, how are you guys doing? Who's online? I see Jade, I see Holly, I see Kevin DeWicky, I see Johnny. Did we have a hundredth comment up we above? Did. Yeah. Yep. Kevin DeWicky was our hundredth commenter. Kevin said, mine took a week also, buddy. <laughs> Johnny can grow a beard in a week. That's wow. actually very impressive. Wow. See, yeah. Jade sees it now. She says, wow, I see the shadow. Go, buddy. That Thank was you. on the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Nowicki, my mustache grows in blonde. <laughs> that was when she, they had this camera zoomed in. Mm -hmm. That's when they could see it. Yeah. I can see it. I asked you Sunday. Yeah. But you've been growing it for a week? I don't know, maybe about six days yeah. at this point. Yeah. Yeah, so at the advance, I decided, yeah, you know what, I'm just going to see what it'll do. And I was shocked that it actually grew in some. That's yeah. the first time I've ever seen it. Before yeah. then, it just looks like this. That's kind of what mine does, too. <laughs> it just looked bad. So, anyway. Kevin Nowicki, watching on the highway from Wadesboro. Marky Dunphy, Priscilla Rogers, Kevin Buck, and Barrett here in the studio. And, uh, anyway, so we've been talking a lot about vision and increase. Yeah. And uh, I feel like there would be some people that have some questions on vision and increase. And, um, you know, Last week we had some questions like, how do we manifest that mm. on Friday? I'm telling you, on Friday we had the uh, taking our vision and manifesting it into fruit. Yeah. And that was a huge, mm. huge uh, broadcast that we had. So oh, if yeah. you didn't see Friday, you need to go back and see Friday yeah, for we'll sure. Put, we'll put a, a card yeah, right there. That, the that was definitely an impartation uh, and a culmination mm -hmm. of things that we've been talking about. Yeah. But I feel like people, uh, you know, okay, 
what about this with increase? What about this with increase? And uh, one of the things that I was thinking about, you know, in, in, if you're going to increase, you have to receive. So if you have a question, put it in right now. Anything concerned vision or increase? But, um, uh, well, I'll ask, do you have anything that's pressing on you on that, anything that you've got sitting there? Honestly, you know, this, this has been one of those things that, I, since I've come here and surrounded myself with people of greater vision, I never even realized that it was an issue for me. You know, oh, really? I, yeah. Like I didn't realize that I had such a significantly small vision um, because because I didn't surround myself with people with great vision. Yeah. And um and so this is all really new to me. Mm. Um, and uh, but it's it's been really challenging as well. I, I guess that's good. I, I guess good. you know if I had any questions Jeez. or anything to, to bring up, it would it would be for someone who's just now starting to gain a vision. You know what are some of the most important things that you can do um, to 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 broaden that whenever your mind has been kind of capped for for your, your whole life. You know. Yeah. Well, I think the first that's a great. That's a great question. I think one of the first things you already answered is get around people who think that way. Yeah. Get around uh, people that have a big vision because mm -hmm. if they don't have a big vision, yeah. then they're going to impart. Uh, they're going to impart themselves, and mm -hmm. if if they don't have a big vision, you're not going to have a big vision, and yeah. you want to get around people that do have a big. Uh, vision. Mm -hmm. Get away from people that have a small vision mm -hmm. or that will pull that vision yeah. down because why? Why would you do that? Well, first of all, the Bible says to follow those mm -hmm. who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Mm -hmm. Well, we know the promises of God, the ones that he's talking about, it's not small things, it's mm -hmm. supernatural things, yeah. it's greater, it's increase. So, in other words, when he says that, literally in that, in Hebrews 6.12, he's literally saying, get around people that have big vision. Mm -hmm. Follow people that are accomplishing what I have written in there, their destiny, their great plans, their mm -hmm. big plans, their exploits. Mm -hmm. You know, he says, I think it's in the Second Corinthians, or Chronicles 16.9 we were talking about yesterday, um, you know, he's looking for people whose heart is pure towards him mm -hmm. and perfect towards him. Because mm -hmm. you said I said it wrong yesterday. That's mm -hmm. why you're smiling. <laughs> I'm trying not to. It's all right. I, I brought it up on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just to see how you react. No, that wasn't it. But uh, that he is looking for people whose heart is pure towards him, thinking towards him correctly, seeing him correctly, mm -hmm. seeing him with increase mm -hmm. correctly. Yeah. Why? So that God might show himself strong yeah. on your behalf, on yeah. your behalf. God yeah. wants to do that. So you want to get around people mm -hmm. that are actually um, operating in big vision. And if you're not, then you're not following that commandment to follow those people. If you're always staying around people that are, and somebody please double check me to make sure that's, First Chronicles or Second Chronicles? I believe it's Second Chronicles, but I could be wrong. Um, so if you're not hanging around people that are actually believing God and looking in big vision mm -hmm. uh, and, and believing God for increase, we're not following that command. Mm -hmm. And so if you're hanging around people with small vision or not believing God for increase, mm -hmm. you're now being influenced and you won't be following the people that are 
uh, actually seeing that manifestation. You won't be following that, so we'll be disobedient to that command. Yeah. Uh, we want to get around people that have big vision. We want to yeah. get around people that have a big increase in their life, and it's manifesting. In other words, we shouldn't be talking about it for 10 years and never seeing it, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. I mean, it's okay to go, like, for example, right now, um, yeah, that's a great question, Kevin. You know, are you or is anybody a vision vacuum? In other words, they suck vision away from you. That's a, it's a great uh, visual there. So uh, are there people that will, you'll tell them, you know, you, something about vision, and they'll just pull it down. Well, you can't do that. You, you know who you are, you know, and all that. I'm looking for the people who say, you can do this. You yeah. know, you, you can do it, kind of mm -hmm. like the water boy guy, you know. You yeah. can do it. <laughs> sure, yeah. yeah, that guy. But uh, no, I'm looking for people that are yeah. really, mm -hmm. uh, that will believe in me. Mm -hmm. that will believe in vision. Now, they're not upholding ungodly vision, mm -hmm. but if it's godly vision, yeah. they're, they'll say, you can get this accomplished. Yeah. You can do this. You and the Lord, and, and they're, they're pushing me. They're driving me. They're putting faith and hope in me, and they're lifting me up and imparting me to that place. So that's yeah. one of the things in order to change that vision. Yeah, it reminds me of that one uh, illustration that you gave talking about po positive pressure. Mm -hmm. You know, like if you're if you're like at a crack to a doorway, you can feel the airflow coming in because yes. it's because the atmosphere is trying to you know to what's yeah. the word? It's trying to equalize. Equalize, yeah. Yeah. And so, like, are you when you enter into an environment, like, are you adding positive pressure yeah. to that environment, or are you are you adding negative pressure to that to that environment? So, and yeah. the environments that you put yourself in. Is it applying positive pressure? Is it causing you to propel forward? Yes. Or is it causing you to go backwards? Yeah. So well, that's... ultimately, if we're following the principles of the word, mm -hmm. we're not bearing our talents. We want to not only be influenced by people who are applying a positive pressure of vision and increase in our lives, but we want to become the people that, that produce a positive pressure yeah. that help other people raise mm -hmm. to those levels as well. And so, and, you know, getting around people mm -hmm. is that, are, that think big. I yeah. love that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'll, I'll give you an example of that here in just a second. But then also getting hungry for the things of God. Yeah. So when the Lord asked me several years ago, he said, what do I call normal? In other words, he said, you know, the Lord talking to me, he said, not what you call good, mm -hmm. not what you call great, yeah. not even what you and everybody around you celebrates. He mm -hmm. says, what do I call normal? Yeah. In other words, if it's normal, I don't ought to be walking in it all the time. Mm -hmm. And as I began to pray that out and meditate on it and seek the word on it, mm -hmm. I saw that God's normal looks totally different than the life that I've lived. Yeah. And the, I'm, I'm not talking about in the sweet by my, I'm talking about a manifested normal of God mm -hmm. that he's already spoken in this word that should be in our lives daily. Mm -hmm. And I haven't seen it. Yeah. And I started, as I started meditating on that increased vision, because it definitely was an increase from where I'd been, I started getting hungry for it. I started yeah. desiring that. I started believing God for it. And you want to get around people with big vision. They will inspire you to, to go to new heights. And sure. you want to be that. You want to catch it. Mm -hmm. uh, Kevin said earlier, is it is vision like osmosis? In other words, if you come close to something, will you catch part of that? Mm -hmm. And uh, it is similar 
up to that. It's yeah. if you get around people that think mm -hmm. that way, um, it, it you'll start to catch it. Yeah. So. What is it? Proverbs that says bad corrupt, bad company corrupts good morals. Mm -hmm. You know, like you surround yourself with the wrong people, it'll it'll eventually. Yeah. It'll eventually. In. Well, even in that, you know, most people would uh, attribute that to sin mm -hmm. or, but see, a lack of faith, the Romans teaches us a lack of faith is yeah. sin. Yeah. So if I'm not believing God for big things, I'm outside of faith. That's yeah. sin. That's bad yeah. morals. Yeah. So if I have somebody, if you think about that, I have somebody that's actually, you know, not increasing my vision, mm -hmm. that's bad morals. Can you, know, can you yeah. see that? So, and just put that in the comments. Somebody who's not increasing my vision is carrying bad morals because mm -hmm. they're not going after. Moral, morality is godliness, mm -hmm. and God is a big thinker. Yeah. He's, he's an increased thinker. Mm -hmm. He's a vision thinker. Yeah. You know? And um, so if somebody is not operating an increase and big vision, mm -hmm. then they're literally outside of the, outside of the morality of God, outside mm -hmm. of his character and nature. Yeah. And we don't see that as bad if somebody's not walking sure. it, but it truly is bad because it will hold them from yeah. their destiny. Yeah. Well, like here, here, here's like one of the things that I've heard people say uh, in the past that used to strike me as odd yeah, but I didn't recognize why until recently. But oh, I, I like the size of our church. I, I like that it's. Yeah, I, I yeah. like the size of our church. It's comfy and cozy. Yeah. you know, we get to know the pastor stuff like that. That's that's literally bad morals right there because it's saying I want us to stay where we're at. I don't want us to grow or increase. Yeah, yeah, and that's that is a death. Yeah. You know, uh, that's a mind set on the flesh. Mm -hmm. And on the mind, will, and emotions, not set on the spirit, because the spirit's going to cause you to increase. Mm -hmm. Because, like in a church, uh, and that, that's something we were actually talking about yesterday at our leadership team meeting. Um, one of the things is we must be prepared for growth, and we must be. That means we must be prepared for change, yeah. because growth without change is impossible. So we have to not only be prepared as leaders, but we have to prepare the people mm -hmm. to grow. Yeah. Because if it stays at the same level, that's yeah. probably not God. Yeah. It's probably not God. Why? Well, the Bible says this: uh, in a multitude of people is a king's glory. But in a dearth of people or in a lack of people is a prince's ruin. Yeah. And so as a church, we must be believing God for a multiplied, a multiple mm -hmm. of people is a multiplied people. Mm -hmm. And we should be believing God for multiplied people in the kingdom. Now, not all of those may come to our church, mm -hmm. but we're believing for increase for yeah. sure. You know, and so to not do that is literally stepping over into you now. And watch this: when he says, "You took these talents and you buried them," so you had potential, you had you had this you know in your hands, and you didn't utilize it, and you didn't multiply it. Mm -hmm. He said, "Wicked servant." Yeah. Wicked servant to yeah. not take it. So how much is how bad is it? for us to have the potential for increase mm -hmm. and big vision and to not utilize it. So we should look in this word, and this word alone should teach us there's a lot to go after. Yeah. There, there's much to go after. Yeah. Uh, so. yeah, amen.
Uh, well, Jade asked a question. Uh, it, do you have more that you wanted to share? Well, I was going to her comment about her grandparents. Yeah, well, she said, I was raised mainly by my southern grandparents' house. Uh, we're having just enough to get where having just enough to get by was a blessing. So then she asked after that, she said, what is the best way to shake that tradition and mindset? Yeah, that's a great question. Well, the first thing is you've got to find your identity in the Lord and yeah. not in uh, not in where you were raised or who you were raised by. Yeah. Uh, a reset of our identity is imperative. And literally, as soon as you're born again, you are translated from one kingdom and one identity to another. Yeah. Uh, the other is to see partially why it's there as well. So we'll come back to the identity in a second. Remind me to do that. But... Mm. One of, and this is so important in big vision. You, if you don't know who you are and you don't know what your inheritance is, you don't know what you're entitled to and what's within your rights, then the devil will trample all over your rights. Yeah. And he'll trample all over your vision and therefore he'll trample all over your destiny and God's plans for you. Yeah. But uh, one of the things to recognize is this, is there was some really bad teaching that came about uh, when the depression hit. Um, you know, have you ever been told, one, one thing to get a hold of is a poverty mindset. Do you have a poverty mindset? Odds are you probably have more of a poverty mindset than what you think you do, yeah. almost assuredly. Mm -hmm. um, you know, for example, uh, do you uh, save all of, you know, Keith Moore ran through a list of examples mm -hmm. in one of his teachings. Do you save all of the Cool Whip Bowls just mm -hmm. in case? Mm -hmm. You know, do squeeze you squeeze to the yeah. tip of the do, like all the toothpaste? Yeah, out do you can. squeeze all the toothpaste out mm -hmm. before you throw it away? Right. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, because that would be waste. Um, yeah, would it be waste? There, I I could give you some arguments on that. Here's the: Do you do you fill up your shampoo bottle and with water at when it gets close to the bottom and shake it up just to get all the goody out of it? Right. Um, like sp spend five minutes shaking your gas, yeah, the gas yeah. pump like, How, to yeah, get every to little get drop. every drop in there. Yeah. That's a great example. Um, are there? Watch. Here's this. Do you clean your plate? Yeah. This, this came out of the depression. Mm. You know, clean this thinking. And, well, and the depression highlighted it. It came out of corrupted thinking and not trusting God, but. Mm. Now, you clean your plate. Now, why would they say that? Because you don't know when you're going to eat again. Mm. Okay, well, here's the question. Is God your provider? Is he always present? Is he always providing? Mm -hmm. See, that is a that kind of thinking is a fear mm -hmm. that God's not going to be there when you need him. Mm. That's what that is, yeah. that I'm not going to have supply. And it would do a lot of people some good to just go through and throw some stuff away. Well, it's worth something. It's worth more for you to throw it away. Because <laughs> your mindset and my change will increase your life more than those few dollars you'll get at the dump or whatever. Yeah. yeah or at a recycling place. Yeah. Or you could sell it on eBay. I'm not going to take, listen, I am not going to take two hours of posting, <laughs> posting it, taking pictures, wrapping it up, 30 minutes to take it to the post office and back home for, like for a $5 eBay item. Yeah. That yeah. is small thinking. Yeah. Throw it away. It is not worth your time. You see what I mean? And, um, yeah, um, 
Kevin Nowicki says, waste not, want not. That, and so what you see is when the depression came, people, because they didn't trust in God mm -hmm. fully, and it doesn't mean that they're not going to heaven. When the depression came, it amplified the fears. And it's the same thing that's happened in the last couple of years with Corona. Mm -hmm. It amplified the fears, and the devil pushed fear. And what was being preached was the, what the Word talks about, peace and safety. Mm -hmm. In other words, peace and safety is preached not because of faith, not from faith, hope, and love. Remember, in the kingdom of God, you utilize faith, hope, and love. But in the kingdom of darkness, mm -hmm. you utilize fear. Yeah. So peace and safety, the root of what's being preached in society is not from faith in God, it's from fear. And I've got to take care of myself because nobody else will, including yeah. God. That's the, that's the underlying statement that yeah. the devil's trying to get people to get. Mm -hmm. And so what happens is, yeah, that's good revelation, <laughs> Brittany. <laughs> she said, I never thought of that. That's a funny emoji she said. <laughs> and uh, so what happens is, what we're literally saying is, Lord, I don't trust you to come through for me. Yeah. I don't trust you to be there when I need it. Mm -hmm. And so out of fear, and I have to be my own source, mm -hmm. they started coming up with these sayings, and they started coming up with all of these different things mm -hmm. that would supply their own needs, mm -hmm. and now they replace God as the source of their life. Mm -hmm. And that fear and that thinking came uh, specifically from yeah. the Great Depression, and um, pushed on into today, and now there's a new wave of it. There's nothing new under the sun. It's a new wave with what we went through with the coronavirus in the last couple. Yeah. We've been being set up for that for years. If you didn't know, the writing's been on the wall, but you wouldn't have been able to see that fear coming mm -hmm. if you didn't understand the root of it and yeah. that poverty mindset. Mm -hmm. I could see it coming. I was like, people are just, it's coming soon. And I knew it was. I knew that that's what the devil yeah. was going to use because he wants people to get off of God as their source yeah. and get on their selves. In other words, yeah. and it's, a, it's based in a fear mentality and a poverty mentality. Yeah. And so because of that, uh, they have no vision for increase and they have no faith for increase. And so once you deal with the root of that thinking, yeah. then you can actually start to grow. And so it's important for us to see that. Yeah, and it helps whenever we're actually able to identify that mindset. That's yeah. when we can start renewing our mind. You yeah. Know, because the, cause, um, like there's, a, there's a term called neuroplasticity where like the thoughts that you've been given and fed your whole life like when you when you keep dwelling on those thoughts, they actually wire into your brain. But just yeah. like they wired in, you can wire them out. Yeah, you know, wash it right. with the water of the word. You know, that's as, right. As we, be, you know, take every thought captive and make it obey Christ. So yes. we take these thoughts, these mindsets, and then we put it up next to the word. You know, you talk yeah. about it putting on the altar of the word, and yeah. then and now I have this mindset. I put on the altar of the word have the word crucify it, you know, yeah. and make it obey Christ. So, so now I begin to renew my mind. I begin to think different thoughts, you know, for example, like th these things that we were talking about, um, you know, that poverty mindset, how do we, how do we combat that? How do we fight that? Well, the Bible says he'll provide all my needs according to his yeah. riches and glory. The Bible says, yeah. you know, and, and, you know, uh, there, there's all these scriptures that we can use to replace those thoughts. So like you, yes. these mindsets that we've wired in, we can wire it out and wire in godly thoughts. Yes. And now, and now our thinking, our mind is renewed, you know, yeah. it's, well, yeah. it's continuously being renewed.
Yeah. And, and that helps remove those mindsets as well. Amen. Well, Jade says, you know, tear and open all of my mail, yeah. <laughs> the root of fear. Amen. Call it out. Mm-hmm. And, and Nicole, my wife said, when I first heard this message, it stepped all over my poverty toes. And uh, yeah. I knew the root of coming out of there, but I had a lot of challenges, you mm-hmm. know, or habits to change as yeah. well. And uh, truthfully, you know, then after I heard that, I was like, here's one thing. When you realize there's a truth in it, just deal with it right then. Yeah. So I didn't wait for six months before I started throwing away the toothpaste tube, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. I just, the next time it came down, I got the mass out of it, mm-hmm. and I just threw the rest away. Yeah. And, you know, it, that, what's left in that tube might be 10 cents. Mm-hmm. It, it might be 10 cents. Now, see, I want you to watch something. There is a mindset of becoming a millionaire by saving pennies. Mm-hmm. That's one way to go about it. But the issue is that mindset is still based on you, yeah. right? There's also a mindset of becoming a millionaire by, by taking in more than you can possibly handle. Mm-hmm. Which one has more? Well, I'd rather raise the income so high that I can't yeah. help but be a millionaire yeah. than it would to operate in a poverty mindset yeah. where it's all based on me. Yeah. I want to base it on God, not yeah. base it on me. So, yeah. and and this is this will be funny. Um, and, and Nicole's pointing out some good stuff here. And uh, like Kevin says, God helps those who help themselves. He said, I always <laughs> thought that was a direct out of Proverbs. But but it's not. That's that's was a that was literally a depression era mindset thinking that became known as something. Mm-hmm. And um, another one, Nicole said, uh, this message irritated my flesh at first because I had so much poverty mindset rooted in. And I get that, and it will. It'll irritate your flesh because you don't realize how much of your the coding of your thinking was written in a poverty mindset. It's everywhere in this world. Mm -hmm. It's everywhere in this world. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you don't realize just how much is written in, and I promise you it's more than what you think. I promise you it's more than what you think. So when that the message of truth starts to uproot it, it agitates that. Mm-hmm. So recognize your your flesh is going to be agitated by this message, mm-hmm. uh, and that's okay. Uh, she said, but there is so much freedom in knowing that my God is my source and not my wallet. And uh, so Brittany says, so is any and every consignment shop, and let's say this or get this used, you get this used instead of new mentality wrong? That's a great question. Mm-hmm. What do y'all think? Is every consignment shop, let's save this or get this you know, item used instead of news? Is every one of that uh, mentality wrong? Answer that in the comments. What do you think? Is it wrong or not? And uh, amen. Jade says, we will never be in lack because God is my source. Amen. amen. Serena says, this is great teaching. Barrett says, asking the why is important. Ashley Melton, I see she put stars up. We love you. So I feel like I was going to go to another place here a second ago. but Did, did you want to answer that question? I will in a second. I want to okay. give people time to answer. Okay. They're probably being quiet because they're like, I don't know. <laughs> it's a good it's, Here, Here's one of the things that you realize. So, for example, like uh, when you say clean your plate, Mm-hmm. I realized that I clean, I still to this day have to fight that habit because I was told that so much growing up. Mm-hmm. Clean your plate, clean your plate. Mm-hmm. And, and what it ended up doing was making me overeat. 
Mm. Like, I, I'm full, but I felt like I was leaving something and wasting something, mm. right? I felt like I was wasting it. Yeah. And yes, we're called to be good stewards, but not good stewards of fear. And see, a lot of times we will not waste something. We'll be a good steward, but at the root of it is not faith, but fear. Mm -hmm. So if I'm going to be a good steward of something, mm -hmm. then I'm actually going to be okay to say, I'm done with this. Anybody else want this? Or mm -hmm. I'm going to throw it away. Yeah. It's going to, you know, I'm not going to eat all this. I don't need to overeat because of it. That's a good point. It, a good steward is a good steward in faith. So in other words, like, you know, Eat all your food. Don't, don't throw it away. You never know when you're going to eat again. Well, what about if God's my source and Jesus said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Yeah. I'm never going to be a place. If I'm his child and I have an inheritance and he's my source, I will never be in a place that he can't meet my need and my desires. Yeah. He can find me. Mm -hmm. He sent ravens mm -hmm. to the prophet Elijah. Yeah. With food. He mm -hmm. sent manna, a supernatural miracle, in the middle of a desert. Mm -hmm. He fed the 5,000 yeah. with two fish and five loaves. Yeah. In the middle of a desert. Yep. They didn't even have McDonald's then. Yeah. He fed them. Mm -hmm. that was, even if they had plenty of money to buy it, which they had plenty of money, but to feed 15,000, they probably didn't have that on there is what the context shows. Yeah. There was no place to buy it there. There were no stores. There were no shops. Yeah. They were in the middle of the desert. But God was there with them. Yeah. Their source was there with them. Their supply was there with them. And yeah. so sometimes it's good just to break the mentality yeah. of poverty. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, well, you know, it just reminded me of, of Serena. Um, she, there was one day she was, she wanted to get a, a new purse, you know. Um, this is a great story. She wanted to get a new purse, and so she, she was. This is a great story. Yeah. She, <laughs> and she, she was. This uh, was in the last few months. Yeah, yeah, this wasn't long ago at all. Um, she wanted to get a new purse, and she was looking at different purses at a thrift store. And as she's looking at these purses, she stops herself and says, no, like God's going to get me a nice purse. And then, now, this is a word yeah. that the Lord put in her spirit, yeah, which she, is important. Yeah, so like she wanted to get a new purse, but she didn't want to, you know, she didn't want to spend a lot of money. And she stopped herself. She changed her mentality, said, no, God's going to get me a really nice purse. And within an hour. And she stopped <laughs> oh, looking yeah. at the thrift store. Yeah, yeah. And in that same hour, God put it on someone else's heart yeah. to, to buy her a nice purse the nicest purse she's ever had. And then, so like before that day was over, she was carrying a nice My Michael Kors purse. <laughs> like before the day was over because she changed her mentality. She's like, you know what? No, I'm not going to get one here. I'm going to get a nice purse. God's going to give me a nice purse. And he did that day. <laughs> like it was like, so, you know. Within the hour, yeah. the Lord wrote that provision mm -hmm. on yeah. somebody's heart yeah. to make it come to pass. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I, w I bet it wasn't within seconds of that, I imagine. I know, yeah. When, when she made the decision. <laughs> Serena says, I enjoyed this story, too. <laughs> I bet so. <laughs> I remember you telling me that. Yeah. It was awesome. Oh, yeah. And, and that's just it. So a lot of times, I mean, ask this question. This might be a better question. Is my old poverty mentality, mm -hmm. notice I called it old, 
because you're moving into a new mentality. Amen. Is my, is my old, has my old poverty mentality held me back mm -hmm. from the increase God really wanted to get me? Hmm. It's possible. Uh, yes, yes, <laughs> yes, it has. All right, so let's look here. So Barrett said, you know, again, Brittany's question, so is any and every consignment shop, let's say this, get this used mentality wrong? And Barrett said, asking the why is important. Kevin said, I like buying classic stuff, so I hope not. <laughs> Priscilla said, I don't think so. Depends on if the Lord is leading to go there. Nicole says, it depends on your why. I like consignment sh shopping, but not because I can get it at, uh, because I can't get it at full price. Jade said, I like consignment shopping, so I hope you say it's not wrong, which made me laugh. Barrett said, I don't think it's wrong, but my why is important. Am I buying from there because of fear? I only used to shop at, uh, Barrett said, I only used to shop at consignment shops because I didn't think I was worth spending more than a certain amount on possessions. Now, that's a big root right there. See, that's an identity issue. Do you know how God sees you, how valuable you are? This is going to... So we're going to talk about identity, but we're also in that. Remind me to talk about value before we wrap up today. Yes, sir. Johnny says, I think as long as you're not going in with the mindset of this is all I can afford, it's not bad. Yeah, because the question is, who's affording it, you or your provider? Yeah. Hmm. Now, that doesn't mean you go in and be like, well, God's going to provide, so I'm going to buy this car on credit. You yeah. Know? yeah. That's, that's not what it's saying. Mm -hmm. That's not... That's not uh, what the full context of the word says. Yeah, what we're what we're is presumption. What we're changing here is our mindset mm -hmm. of increase mm -hmm. or poverty. Yeah, we're changing our mindset of. So, in other words, uh, like for I'll give you an example of the motorcycle. So, for instance, right now, you know, at this moment, I don't have a motorcycle. But at the end of last year, the Lord spoke to me directly, and I checked it uh, to make sure it was him and not just me. I wasn't thinking not one thought about a motorcycle, mm -hmm. not one thought about that, okay? Now, uh, I wasn't thinking one thing about that motorcycle or any motorcycle. wasn't even on my radar, right? And uh, just, just wasn't. I'm spending time with the Lord seeking him what he wants to do for vision in the ministry, and, and you, you might can see why this is connected because we moved into a year of increase. Yeah. Okay. All right. So then uh, in the middle of me seeking him for ministry, I'm not seeking for me. Mm -hmm. He speaks to me. I believe wholeheartedly, I believe he speaks to me and says, how can I give you a motorcycle if you don't even have a license? Mm -hmm. In other words, if I gave you a motorcycle, you couldn't do anything with it. Yeah. And I'm like, What? motorcycle what are you talking about you know and i realized i mean i knew what i got it quickly it didn't take me long to figure it out but i went okay and then i spent the next couple of weeks kind of checking like was that me but the issue was i wasn't thinking about that mm -hmm. that was completely out of left field for me i wasn't spending any time that wasn't out of my flesh and I knew, I knew this is the voice of God speaking to me. So I said, then about a month later, he said, you need to jump on this and go get your license. I went, oh, so now he's correcting me for not having it, right? Yeah. Now he's correcting me. And uh, I said, okay. So I set up the appointment, 
and it was going to cost, uh, I think, like 300 bucks to go take the class that I wanted to go take, mm -hmm. which was a great class, a great class at the Harley dealership. Uh, one of the best decisions I've made. It helped me not just in that, but just in driving, and it was really good. Fun class, informational class, really good. And um, so I go, and I get my, you know, I go to the class. The Lord provides the money for the class. He brings in the money for the class. As soon as I took his word, that rhema, and put action to it, provision came for it. I wouldn't have had that provision if it wouldn't have been that I was acting on his yeah. word, right? Mm -hmm. And Peter wouldn't have walked on the water had he not acted on the word. Yeah. But you got to have the word, right? Mm -hmm. And so you can't just make it up. You can't be in presumption. It's mm -hmm. got to be the word of God. That's where faith is. That's where provision is. So then I go, I take class. Of course, everybody's like, yeah, I have this bike. And the other student's like, yeah, I have this bike. And they're like, what kind of bike do you have? I was like, I don't have one. You know, I don't know. You know, and now, you know, I've gone and test drove several, and it's been several months that I've had my license. I don't have one, mm -hmm. right? Now, the pressure is go and buy one. Well, mm -hmm. now you have your license. God's going to give you one. You should go and buy one. He didn't say, Brian, go buy one. Mm -hmm. He said, how can I give you one? Now, he could have somebody hand me the keys to one. He could bring in the money for one. Mm -hmm. You know, I could go buy one right now if I wanted to. Mm -hmm. I, no, I haven't heard that. Yeah. All I heard was, get your license. Mm -hmm. So I'm being obedient. So a lot of times people will take this and they'll end up going and spending money on something, assuming that God said something. Mm -hmm. The increased thinking is not there for you to go and operate in presumption or to go and you know go to the Michael Kors store and just go buy it because you can. Yeah. You go because he says to do it. Yeah. And then you're patient. Mm -hmm. Those follow those who through faith and patience mm -hmm. inherit the promises, yeah. not faith and then presumption or faith and a lack of patience. Yeah. You know, no, those are not follow those who are in presumption and you know, mm -hmm. a lack of diligence or a lack of discipline. No, it, faith and patience, they inherit the promises. Yeah. Follow those people, follow their example, learn from them, be led by them. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that you see is there's a, there's a physical fleshly pressure for me to go buy one right yeah. now. And not only that, but you know, the dealership keeps sending me messages like, hey, when are you going to come and get your bike? Mm -hmm. you know, I'm like, I'm not coming to get my bike until the Lord tells me to do something. I ain't doing nothing. Mm -hmm. right? And I can't tell you how many times I've watched this play out. And then the Lord provides. The Lord will, will give you things. He will save you money. right? One time I was going to, you know, you've heard the story. I was going to go buy a TV. I had my finger on the button. I could have bought it. And the Lord spoke to me. He said, this is not how you make any other decisions. But because it was a small decision, right, I decided, he said, you're, you're making a larger purchase here, $500 purchase. He said, that's not how you make any other spiritual decision. I went, you're right. And I clicked it off. I exited the TV out of my shopping cart and, and turned the computer off and walked away so I wasn't tempted. <laughs> well, a couple weeks later, somebody pulls up in the driveway and hands me the money to go buy the new TV. So because I waited, it was completely paid for. Yeah. Right? Because I was patient, God got me increase that didn't cost me something. Yeah. So many times people get in this increased mindset and then they move in presumption mm -hmm. and they go and spend the money. And that becomes very important here in this question because a consignment thinking 
can be wrong. But that doesn't mean that God's never going to have you buy something there or, buy, or show you the way mm -hmm. to get it at a good cost. Mm -hmm. um, but here's the problem. I've, I've watched this. I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. Did I mention I hate it? Yeah. A church going to, if I find out somebody at Boomerang does this, I will be, I'll be mad, okay? So um, just know it now. I'm just, mm -hmm. just putting it on the table now. A church going to somebody and saying, well, can you give us a discount because we're a church? Right. How about you are in the family of God? Mm -hmm. See, the, why would churches feel like they need to utilize that line? Because they feel like that line and pulling on the heartstrings of that person is their source mm. instead of God being their source. I'd rather believe God to pay full price plus some mm. than have that mindset, mm. right? But that's a mindset of poverty, not a mindset of God. Mm -hmm. And that's a mindset of we're not going to make it or we're not going to get ahead unless we uh, uh, skimp on every item, every line item. Well, that's not true. That's what holds most people back. That's what will keep them from giving. That's what, well, I can't give this, you know, I can't sow this this month because this is coming up. Listen, we've gotten to a place, you know, in the ministry now. How did we get here? By giving a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, giving a lot. As a ministry, we give a lot. As a ministry, we give a lot. And we sow a lot as a ministry. And we'll continue to do it because that's what got us here. That's what, that's what got this equipment. That's what moved us into this building. That's what moved us you know, from the place where we were believing God for you know, 2500 a month. That was, that was big to us. You know, when we, 25, we were like, glory to God. You know? um, that, that was big stuff to us. And the Lord progressed us, progressed us, progressed us. But don't get weary in well-doing. So you know, right now we are actually hitting a level you know, in the ministry, we're actually hitting a level right now that we've been believing God for for about four years. It took us, we saw the level, we heard from the Lord what that level is, and, and right now we're accomplishing it. But it's been four years, faith and patience, mm -hmm. but we're accomplishing it. Mm -hmm. And it's a big testimony. Literally had somebody on the phone this morning that was testifying to the goodness and the glory of God of what he's doing through the ministry because we believed God for that level. Mm -hmm. But we never would have saw that. Honestly, when the Lord brought that number up, because uh, it's a financial number, mm -hmm. when the Lord brought that number up, mm -hmm. I said, that's a lot. Mm -hmm. Praise. Now you know the Lord's in it. <laughs> now yeah. you know I was like that's a lot and I wasn't sure how soon I would have loved for it to have been done after one year but it wasn't after two years but it wasn't after three years but it wasn't but now all of a sudden we're, we're starting to hit that number mm -hmm. and I'm like hallelujah God you're so good and guess what he'll continue to increase he's given you more he's, he's taken you to more uh, places he's always, always abundantly beyond Right? Exceedingly above all that you can ask or think. Far exceeding. Abundantly beyond all that you can ask or think. He's constantly increasing us. So we've got to find, watch this, what's more important than answering the yes or no of going to a consignment shop is we must find the pitfalls of poverty thinking. Put that in the comments. We must find and identify the pitfalls and traps of poverty thinking and dismantle them. Yeah. 
For some people that are watching this, it would be good for them to say, I'll never go back to another one because they just need to break the habit. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that that's for every person. God will show you that thinking. I know for me, the one of the first things he told me to do when I started identifying this as an adult was he said, throw the toothpaste away and throw the shampoo bottle away. Stop storing it. As soon as it gets down and the first little air pocket comes through, throw it away. Mm. Throw it away. And, and we did that for years. You know, now uh, I, I may throw a little bit of water in there or something like that if I feel like there's a bunch. You know, like I had one bottle that the pump was really, it was off the ground. So there was a decent amount left in there. So I just, I uncapped it and used it that way. They had designed it so you know, you would buy more. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so I took the cap off of that. I don't mind doing that, but at the same time, if that is something that will cause me to start thinking outside of increase, I'm going to stop it. I am not going to live that way. Yeah. I, because if here's the issue. If I start thinking that way, it will decrease the whole of our destiny and increase. My vision will decrease. My whole life will decrease because of a wrong mindset. Mm -hmm. That $2, $10, $100 is not worth decreasing my vision. vision. Mm -hmm. It is not worth it because, it's my, because here's why. Well, you just don't need that stuff. No, I don't need that stuff, but the kingdom does. And because yeah. if I decrease my vision, souls will be lost. Mm -hmm. Because out of abundance, we have the ability to have it, do every good work. Mm -hmm. So if I allow poverty thinking to decrease my vision, and if you allow poverty thinking to decrease your vision, mm -hmm. then you literally are costing souls mm -hmm. in eternity. Yeah. It is a direct correlation to that because of what the Bible says. Mm -hmm. And so many times people, all they're looking at is themselves mm -hmm. and, well, I don't need it. And they're allowing that identity falsely to define them. Mm -hmm. They're not seeing the bigger picture of an eternal kingdom yeah. and how a low mentality mm -hmm. costs the kingdom. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm just thinking about like that Judas mentality, you know, where, mm -hmm. um, where the woman comes in with the alabaster jar, breaks it, Pours the per, pours the the perfume pours the oil on G, on the feet of Jesus and yeah. and what Judas's response is a response that you actually hear from a lot of Christians today is yeah Jesus couldn't she have just taken this and sold it and given it to the poor like that that that's what he was saying and Jesus didn't say you know what she actually should have that would have been a lot better use of yeah. this money no he said he said what are you, you know, the Bible actually says the reason he said that is because he was actually stealing from the money jar. It was, it's actually more of a prideful, it's not a humble th mentality, it's not a godly mentality, it's actually the mentality from a wicked yes. and evil man. Yeah, you know? that's right. And so like, what, like, and people would say, well, well, why do you need to buy the new shoes when you can buy, you know, older shoes and, you know, you'll have money, more money to give to the poor. But actually, like, that, that goes against the, even the mentality that Jesus had, you know, God's not limited. So like, because, because that just comes out of a God is limited mindset, you know, yeah. like, like it's saying, if, if I spend more on myself, that means there's less that goes to others, but that's not how the kingdom operates. This is how, this is how the kingdom operates. When I, when I give more is given to me. And the more I, the more I ensure is going into the kingdom, the more God ensures I have. So the king, the kingdom of God is not a kingdom of well, some places increase, some places decrease. No, it's a kingdom of 
I sow, I reap, I sow, I reap, I sow, I reap. It's not, and, and so like if I, if I spend some on myself, that doesn't mean there's less for anyone else. That means, there, you know, that means I have a vision of God to where he's always supplying my needs so that I can go higher and higher and higher and higher and higher. And we're all going up because of yeah. that. That's how God works. God works in increase, not increase and decrease and increase and decrease. Yeah. It's a, it's a kingdom of increase. Yeah, amen. It is. And he's going to take you beyond what mm. you're thinking. Or yeah. One translation says beyond what you can even imagine. Yeah. I can imagine a lot. Mm-hmm. I got a big imagination, you know, and he says he'll go beyond that. That's mm-hmm. amazing, right? I want to I want to answer some of these, but you know, as we're answering this question about the the consignment store, here here's what I'm seeing, and I'm going to warn you. Here's a pitfall, and here's a trap. I see a lot of people uh, making excuses to still shop there. Mm-hmm. It's a trap. Like it doesn't mean you shouldn't. But you should look for more reasons to believe for increase than you do to stay at that level. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Because I'm not going to fall into that. I hear, you know, I, a, lot of, a lot of them are saying, well, I don't think it's exactly wrong. And that's how the devil keeps that hook in you. Mm-hmm. Right? Is that, that kind of talk, that mm-hmm. kind of thinking. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the markers that we've been affected in our thinking more than, more than, than we think we have, right? It's very important. So it's a trap. So I'm not telling you not to go do it. He's told me to go there for certain reasons and, and do certain things. And, and it's just another store, you know, but it's what is your mentality going in? Yeah. What's your mentality and why are you there? Mm-hmm. You know, why are you there? You know, uh, one thing is, well, I don't think I'm going to have enough in the future. Another thing is a poverty mentality. Yeah. Another thing is uh, that this is all I'm worth, you know, like what's been said already. No, you're worth much more. Mm-hmm. You, know, yeah. you know, dear heart, the, the Lord has great and mighty things for mm-hmm. you, yeah. plans to prosper you, to give you a future and a hope, yeah. and not for your calamity, not for your financial collapse. You know, uh, that's a part of calamity. Yeah. God has, you know, some great and mighty plans, and you are worth it. And that goes into the value, and then I want to read through some of these comments because they're, they're really good. Mm-hmm. But uh, um, I'll, I'm going to let you read through, and we'll, let me just have you start here. Just start at Nicole's, and then we can go, yeah. we can go one by one and kind of address them. But mm-hmm. um, one of the things on value is this. Uh, you know, I heard Jeremy Pearson say this, you know, who determines the value of an object? The buyer. The buyer does. Yeah, it's not, the seller can put a price on it, but the, the buyer determines the value because they say, I'm only, <laughs> yeah, good job, and uh, I'm only going to pay this much. Mm-hmm. I'm only going to pay this much. Mm-hmm. That's where the value is determined. So what value did God put on you? the Father, when he gave Jesus for you. Mm. What's your value? God, the Father, said that your value is his own son. Mm. You have an unlimited value in the heart and the mind of God. So why should a consignment store define your identity and value? Right? All right, so now um, I told told a story recently. uh, brother, Brother Tracy told this. Uh, Brother Tracy Harris, and uh, you know, here here's the thing. Before I tell that story, here here's the thing about that is, your identity is found in Christ, 
not found in where you've been raised, where you came up, you know, what side of the tracks you grew up on, not the color of your skin. Uh, your value is found in Christ and Christ alone, or it should be. And if it's not, it can be. He has valued you. He paid a price, but not just the Father. Jesus also said, you are worth my life. Mm -hmm. yeah. You are worth my life. Mm -hmm. well, now my value is set by the Father and the Son in the choices that they made yeah. to say, I am worth and valued at the value of the Son of God. Mm. He cares about it. Now, you couldn't have that without him, but because he decided to purchase you yeah. with his life, mm -hmm. he valued you at that level. Yeah. And so you can see now how any thinking below that level uh, is wrong thinking. Mm -hmm. It's ungodly. It's mm -hmm. immoral, right? It is not morality. It is not faith. It's not in love and it's not in hope. Mm -hmm. It's immoral. Yeah. And so the devil is constantly trying to grate. That's why he has people uh, to mar themselves and mark themselves and do all the different stuff. You know, um, a lot of the, the, the piercing and things that are going on now, I'm, you know, I don't necessarily, I'm not necessarily for it or against it in that way. But here's what I am for. Things that uh, take away the image of God that's built into the value of mm. mankind. Yeah. We are made in the image and likeness of God, and we're not trying to deform that. Mm -hmm. this, is, this is an image and likeness of God. This is an image and likeness of God. You are an image and likeness of God. Mm -hmm. The devil constantly wants to deform that, not only physically and visually, but he wants to deform that in our mind. Mm -hmm. And how he'll do that is take away the thoughts of increase, mm -hmm. take away the thoughts of your value. You are valuable yeah. because Jesus purchased you with his own life and God gave his own son yeah. for you, mm -hmm. for you. Yeah. It's a big deal. And so what we're talking about, see, if we have a poverty mentality, then we are demeaning the mm -hmm. value, mm -hmm. not just of our own self, but we're demeaning the value of Jesus' life. Mm -hmm. And that's what the devil's after. He wants to deface the value and the love of the Father and of the Son. Yeah. He wants to pull that down. See, if all you're worth is a consignment store purse, then he said that the love of Jesus is only worth that too. Hmm. That's what he's after. See, that, you have to see the bigger picture here. Yeah. That's the deception he's after. Yeah. He wants you to feel like you're not worth that so that... And in equating it, Jesus' love is not worth it. That's yeah. what he's really after. Yeah. Yeah. So if he can devalue Jesus' love in a whole society, mm -hmm. then he can teach that whole society that Jesus doesn't think you're worth it. Mm. Yeah. And as ambassadors of a kingdom, as yes. co-heirs with Christ, sons of the living God, you know, where we have fellowship with the Father, you know, yeah. what... As, you know, as sons and daughters of God himself, what, what kingdom are we presenting to yes. the world? You know, yeah. are we presenting uh, a poor, weak, depressed kingdom yeah. Yeah. or are we presenting? No, we are royalty. We're children yes. of the king. You know, yeah. what, what are we presenting? Designed yeah. to reign as kings yeah. in life is mm -hmm. what the word says. In life. In life, mm -hmm. yeah. You, as he is, so are we in this yeah. world, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Amen. So let's, let's read through these quickly. Start with Nicole's. All right. So Pastor Nicole says, consignment shops 
are great to find variety, retro, or just sometimes neat things. But if God tells us to go elsewhere, it'd be wrong to go there. That's right. Um, if I'm going out of fear, I'm wrong to go there. That's right. Brittany says, so basically because I want to, not because I need to. Yes. Um, yeah. Kevin says, if you eat beyond full, that is wasted. Yes. Um, Barrett says, but the Lord showed me to him, I'm worth Jesus. Kind of what we were just yeah. talking about. Um, so when he says to spend more on something I could get for less, I'd be disobedient to shop somewhere else. That's correct. See, it all comes mm -hmm. back to uh, obedience and faithfulness. Yeah. 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 yeah he sure. says, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. Yeah. So if he told you to go to the Michael Kors place, but you went to the consignment place, then you're showing you don't love him in that moment, in that action. But if he told you to go to the consignment place and you went to the Michael Kors place, you would be equally wrong. Yeah. You know, because there could be somebody that you meet there that God wants you to lead to the Lord. Or mm -hmm. he could show you, you know, he could take you there and there'd be a $300 Michael Kors purse mm -hmm. that somebody just turned in and, and it was marked for 10 yeah. And he's like, hey, you got $10? I want to bless you. You know, so that's where you have to be. Because mm -hmm. I know some people that will get, I would not be found dead in a consignment store. That's just as wrong. Mm -hmm. yeah. Just as wrong. Uh, Barry goes on to say, there's a difference between being wise with finances and being fearful or stingy. Yes. Um, Serena says, I enjoy the story too. Um, <laughs> um, Marky says, as a young adult still learning, how can I be wise with my money without, being it, without it being fear? Uh, a lot of young people overspend on nonsense. Well, a good a good thing to do is what we just said. Make sure that you've heard from the Lord, and and that doesn't mean that you you know, are wooden in the flow of your life. So mm -hmm. it's like one step, next step, next yeah. step, next step. No, it's a flow. Mm -hmm. uh, the Lord, keep your ear open to the Lord, and for a redirection, for correction, instruction, correction, redirection. Yeah. Yeah. But also something that would be very good, especially for believers, whether they're young or old, uh, is would be seek wisdom, mm -hmm. seek counsel. Yeah. Ask for advice. How mm -hmm. should I be thinking towards this? This is what I want to do. Ask questions. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, This is what I want to do. What do you think? You know, What would you do in this situation? Ask questions all mm -hmm. the time. I love it. I love it when people ask questions mm -hmm. because a lot of, I had it just the other day. Somebody was, um, I'm trying to remember who it was. It was just last week. But uh, somebody asked a question. I know, I know what it was. We were talking to Paul and Jade. Mm -hmm. And uh, we had a, a meeting with them, and they they have learned ask questions, mm -hmm. ask questions. Why why would you ask questions? Well, especially of a pastor or of a spiritual person that God's pl planted you in their life. Mm -hmm. Here's why you would ask questions. They have an anointing, a gifting from God mm -hmm. to help you with your life. You know, they have a gifting and an anointing from God to help you with your life. Okay, and so there's, in other words, there's a supernatural supply attached to their life for you. Okay, so when you address them and ask questions, you literally grab a hold of something supernatural. Maybe they have an answer for you, maybe not, but there's a supernatural supply there. So uh, Paul and Jade ask a question. I've never even thought about the question really. And, uh, but they ask a question. As soon as they ask it, I didn't have an answer. But as, within seconds, I felt the Holy Ghost kind of kick on. 
And I felt, I was like, whoa. And I, and I received something, and I gave them that answer from the Lord. Mm-hmm. Now, I wouldn't have had that answer had they not submitted the question, yeah. submitted themselves to ask the question. Mm-hmm. But literally, when they asked, they, I, I felt the answer come from the Lord to give to them. So they wouldn't have had it unless they asked. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times that's what happens. You have, if you have something in your hand, you utilize it. Well, yeah. many people have or should have a pastor mm-hmm. that's within their reach and in their hands mm-hmm. to utilize and to right. ask. And there's a gifting and an anointing there. And, uh, you know, some people would say, well, I don't need to ask the pastor everything. You know, I, I don't have to do that. Uh, I can make decisions for myself. Yeah, you can. But why not utilize the extra oomph that's there? Mm-hmm. That's kind of like if you were in a race car, you know, if you were in a race car mm-hmm. and you had, you know, uh, the NOS you know, the, the turbo boost button beside you, and you're in a race, and uh, you had the ability to go faster, mm-hmm. why would you not utilize that extra mm-hmm. if you could? You should. If you have the ability to go faster, this is what increase is talking about. Yeah. You have the ability to increase. You should utilize what yeah. you have. That's what Jesus was saying when he said, don't bury the talents. Yeah. So it's not that you can't. You can run a race. But you won't run it as well if you don't utilize what's already there for you. And a pastor is there to do that. So when they asked that question, it came down. So for somebody who's growing as, uh, you know, if they're growing and their finances growing and increase, ask questions. Ask them a lot. Find somebody who believes in increase, too, before you ask those questions. That's good. All right. Uh, Ashley said, I think that's that's a word for the whole church. God has been dealing with me about that, too about not doubting what he wants for me. He wants the best for his kids. Yeah. Uh, he, did, he didn't make his stuff for the world. That's good. Yeah. 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 He is wanting to bless his kids more than the world. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. He wants to bless the world if the world will have them, but what he wants is for them to become his mm-hmm. children and then give that inheritance to them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she actually said the, the best of the best isn't for the heathen. It's for us. Yeah. Amen. Which is good, especially, you know, talking about like jets and planes and stuff yeah. like that. It's yeah. Like the best of the best for us. Yeah. People have, oh, that was a story I, I was going to tell too. Mm-hmm. So people have this idea uh, that it's okay for the Budweiser CEO to fly around in a private jet, mm-hmm. but a minister of the greatest news in eternity mm-hmm. can't? Yeah. Where's your value? What, what are you valuing beer versus the gospel? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the gospel can't have that, but beer can? Mm-hmm. See, that shows us how much corruption has yeah. been in... In this, so um, I'm trying to. I'll, I'll think of the testimony. There was a story I wanted to tell, but that I skipped over. But yeah, well, I, I know you wanted to talk a little bit about identity and vision. Yeah. Um, but you want me to keep reading through that? Yeah, yeah, okay. keep going. Uh, Barrett says, "I used to tell people about financial issues, hoping that the Lord would would tell them to help me, <laughs> not realizing that act that that action was me trying to m- manipulate." Yes, uh, Philippians four says. Let your request be made known unto God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not unto people. Yeah. Unto God. Yeah. Unto God. That's good. That's like even the motorcycle story. I told it today because it fits. But I've actually tried to not tell people that story because I don't want people to know. Mm-hmm. I, I want, the Lord knows, mm-hmm. you know. I, I, want, I don't want them to give 
because of that. I've been trying not to tell that story mm -hmm. more than trying to get it out there. Because if I do that, then I think my own words and getting it out there is my mm -hmm. source, not God's. Yeah. So That's it good. fit today, and the Lord told me to tell it. But it's mm -hmm. for the most part, I've been purposing myself not to. Let your request be made known unto God. Yeah. And then when God comes through, it's like, it's amazing. Like yeah. with Serena's story, mm -hmm. how nobody knew that. Yeah. Nobody knew that, but she said, no, Lord, I'm, she, I'm working on my increased mindset, mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm believing you for a big one. Yeah. And then the Lord writes it on somebody's heart. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. So, amen. Great. Barrett said, and I was sowing more crappy seeds of doubt and fear by sharing my, my woes with everyone. I was ignoring the whole making my request known to God verse. <laughs> there you go. Um, and then she went on to say, we must find identity and pit. Uh, we must find and identify the pitfalls, not find identity in the pitfalls. Yeah. We must find and identify the pitfalls and traps of poverty thinking and dismantle them. That was a word for me. As soon as you are in the kingdom of God, your identity changes. Yeah. You know, we were talking yesterday. Mm -hmm. Uh, Abigail actually is more a daughter of God than she is a daughter of Nicole and I. Yeah. Her identity is mm -hmm. more found in God. It's more mm -hmm. supernatural. It's mm -hmm. more unlimited. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, that's her true identity. Yeah. Even though she is of our blood, there's a greater blood, yeah. one with no, with no corruption. Mm -hmm. yeah. No corruption. And yeah. I want her to be more in that family then I want to try and hold her in mine. Mm -hmm. Well, the reason I say that is many parents actually will hold back their kids mm -hmm. um, because they try to hold on to uh, that more than they realize they're a steward of those children, wow. right? And so Abigail, God can tell her some things to do, and she needs. I'm teaching her to hear from him and be obedient to him more than I'm teaching her to be obedient to me. Now, mm -hmm. if she's obedient to him, she will be obedient to me, mm -hmm. but he's the priority, and I'm teaching her that. I'm teaching Rachel that. I'm teaching Luke that. Because uh, we, as parents, are stewards of our children, and there's a greater blood than mine. Yeah. All right. I value his blood greater because of the lack of corruption in mm -hmm. it, because it, it, there's a glory in yeah. it. And so what that does, too, is that immediately places her with an inheritance that goes far beyond mine. See, if I truly love my kids, I won't hold them to my inheritance. Mm -hmm. I'll release them to the Lord's. Amen. Okay? And so we have an identity in God that is a great identity and an inheritance beyond what you can even ask or think of. Mm -hmm. And so we need to accept that identity. You are no longer who the world has told you to. Told, told you that you were, mm -hmm. you are who God has said you are. And so in order to get into your identity, you really need to study that identity. One of the greatest books on identity, uh, read, take your time with, uh, verse by verse, word by word is Ephesians. Oh. Ephesians would be a really good book. I thought you were going to recommend like, like a book that you need to... Oh, no, no, no just that's Ephesians. A good, that's a good book too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a greater book. <laughs> All right. Uh, Pastor Nicole says, Poverty Mentality, number 107. Being embarrassed of God's provision. She yeah. said, I was embarrassed for people to see my first name brand item because I thought they'd be resentful, but that is pride. It's about God, not me. Yeah. Um, Jade says, Yes, I have done this in fear of bragging and not being humble or inconsiderate of others to share the goodness of God. I used to be the worst at that. Um, Jade said, was the worst. <laughs> 
I wasn't going to say that. Uh, <laughs> that's a video you'd have to, that's an inside joke. Yeah. Uh, Serena said, God's kingdom is continually increasing. Um, Kevin yes. said, there is no ebb and flow to the kingdom of God. There is only flow. Yeah. Um, Barrett says, I am worth and valued uh, at the value of the Son of God. I yes. am valuable. Serena says, I am valuable. Serena Amen. says, as he is, so are we in the world. And Brittany says, I've been living my entire adult life telling myself that, that my upbringing would and has never defined me and thinking uh, I was doing well until today. <laughs> She said That's this, great revelation. Yeah, she said this. the revelation is unraveling a whole bunch of stuff I never thought about uh, being an issue or an obstacle for me. Praise God. That is awesome, Brittany. And listen, I'll tell you this as well, is as you continue in this, ask questions. Especially mm -hmm. reach, out, uh, reach out to Pastor Nicole and mm -hmm. uh, ask her questions as you're going. You know, and if you, here's a good thing, is if you feel this little check inside, like, uh, Something doesn't feel right about this. Something doesn't feel right about this thought. Something yeah. doesn't feel right about what I just said. Mm -hmm. Bring that up as a question and ask about it. Because a lot of times it's like this. Yeah. This has been here the whole time, but it's unraveling for many people today. Mm -hmm. But it's been there the whole time. Yeah. So this, And how long have I known what I'm saying today? Years, decades now. Mm. So, But there's only so much time in the day to share everything that the Lord has shown. Yeah. And there's a lot of these little things that are tripping people up, but they don't know that they're tripping them up because yeah. they don't know the knowledge. That's yeah. where asking questions comes in. And the Lord will bring up a question in you. And that's where when you submit yourself and you start asking questions of somebody who has a gifting to oversee your life mm -hmm. and to share with you wisdom and knowledge, you know, to hang out with those people that who through faith and patience and here at the promise, yeah. you'll start to get that inside of you. You'll start yeah. to ask. Actually, I literally just this morning, I asked our leadership team, and I've told them this multiple times, you need to ask questions. You need to be wondering, all right, why did pastor do this? Mm -hmm. Why did he do this? And I told them, you need to be asking these questions because I want them to understand why. Because there's certain things I do, I don't even realize I do anymore. Mm -hmm. Like I, yeah. I changed a habit years ago and now I do it, and I don't even recognize that I'm doing it. But to you, it'd be like, why did he do that? You know, you had a bunch of those things when y'all came here. You're like, this is different. You know, this is different. You had a lot of those. And you ask questions. That's how you learn. That's how you grow. You're hungry for that growth. You, so ask those questions. Yeah. So. Um, the last one here, um, Kevin said, Kenneth Copeland never took a bailout, but Chevy, Ford, and Chrysler did. No one says anything about their <laughs> private jet. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. And people don't really say anything about the 29 jets that Kenneth Cole Yeah, the 29, he's given away as of uh, the beginning of this year, he's given away over 29 yeah. aircraft. Mm -hmm. And that was the testimony that I was going to give, was not just the aircraft. But I want you to, let me give you an idea of increased thinking. Mm -hmm. Now watch this. Watch this. So Brother Copeland, many people don't know this. I don't know if you heard the testimony when Ted was here. Um, uh, read that you know, after in a minute when it, mm -hmm. after I finish telling this. But when Ted was here, he told the story of somebody who sowed like thirty million dollars into their ministry of Reinhard Bonnke to mm -hmm. win souls. Right? Mm -hmm. um, that was 
that was Brother Copeland's ministry. Mm -hmm. And so many people don't know that. So they'll look at that and be like, he just, you know, all he's doing, he just wants, he's one of those prosperity preachers. And they don't know mm -hmm. he's sown millions into winning souls mm -hmm. in an evangelist yeah. that may be considered one of the greatest evangelists. Well, without question, he's one of the greatest evangelists that's ever walked the face of the earth in Reinhard Bonnke. But here's something else I know as well. What Brother Copeland also did in his ministry was he literally flew Reinhardt around the world, mm. right? A lot of people don't know that. Yeah. He flew him. But I want to show you increased vision. One of the things that Brother Copeland said and he wants to do is he wants to have a fleet of planes mm. that can literally fly ministries all around the world. Mm. He said because now, and watch this. Think about the wisdom of this. This is his vision now. He's, mm -hmm. he's uh, 90, I think he, great, I have it, I have it written down. Eight, huh? 84 right now. He's 84 years old. I have another friend in town that just turned 92 and a minister, still preaching. Been, mm -hmm. been preaching since he was like 20. Like, it's awesome. Yeah. And um, Pastor Nathan Fox, one of, I love him so much. And um, so... Brother Cohen's 84. Mm. He's still got vision. Mm -hmm. yeah. He's still got vision that's going on out here. Mm -hmm. He's still got. Now, watch what the, he wants to have a fleet of planes mm -hmm. that he literally can fly ministers and ministries all around the world, mm -hmm. right? He wants to have that available. He said, because here's the option either each ministry believes God for a plane. But then they got to have a hangar, they got to have a crew, they got to have a staff, mm -hmm. they got to have expertise. And, and so you get 10 ministries mm -hmm. and you've got all hangar, staff, crew, you know, all of this, the wisdom over here. Mm -hmm. That's ministry one. Here's ministry two. Here's ministry three. Here's ministry four. Mm -hmm. And you've got 10 different ministries with, with each one with their own plane, with their own. And a lot of times the plane's sitting there. You know, and the crew still got to be paid. The hangar, hangar still got to be bought and paid for. Mm -hmm. They got to have all this stuff available. Yeah. He said, we have all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Watch, because we believed God, we have hangers. Mm -hmm. We have the crew. Yeah. We have the expertise. We have planes. Mm -hmm. So now, how does it, it saves all of those ministries from having to spend extra money on it. Mm -hmm. And they can, he can actually, as he moves towards that, he can actually move towards helping all these different ministers without them having to have these mm -hmm. huge planes in that way. Yeah. They, can, they can utilize yeah. and be very wise stewards. Now watch this. Very wise stewards, many people would call him excessive, but what he's going to do is save the kingdom of God millions of dollars mm -hmm. Because he had big vision, yeah. and he let his vision not be poverty but increase. Yeah. So he's got the ability to see that vision now because he gave himself to an increased vision that was beyond what most people could see. Yeah. Most people couldn't handle, but he, as he increased, and here's what happens. When you have a visionary that breaks new ground, mm -hmm. people are, they're offended at it. <laughs> they get offended at big vision, and that's where that's where you have to learn to get around the right kind of people that have big vision. Yeah. Um, recently, uh, Ted Jr. and I were having a conversation, and he said, uh, "He said, I know this seems like a lot." 
He said, but I'm acting on the word that the Lord told me. I said, that's all you got to say. You don't have to say another thing. I'm with you. I'm believing with you and agreeing with you. That's it. You don't have to explain yourself. That's the kind of people you want to have around you that understand the big vision and understand the word of God for increase. Because without increase, see, when somebody is a big visionary and it, it offends other people's smaller thinking, it offends that. Yeah. Okay, And so big vision and increased vision, it offends small thinking yeah. and small vision. It offends it. Um, but why? Because it immediately shines the light on that small vision. Mm-hmm. It immediately says, that's not big enough. Right? And so I'm looking for the people that aren't offended by big vision and big increase. I'm, I want to hang around those type of people. Mm-hmm. I want to hear from them. But one of the things that's very important is that without big vision and without increased vision, there's other things God can never show us. Mm -hmm. And so there's literally destiny waiting in front of us for us to get big vision and to increase our vision. Which means that there's a destiny waiting on us to put to death Mm -hmm. that small corrupted mindset that values God on an earthly level instead of a supernatural level. That is putting to death a destiny by not coming out of that poverty mindset. So now the question goes back to like the consignment store, the toothpaste and everything out. Uh, And that'd be a a great title. How a roll of toothpaste destroyed destiny, you know? (laughs) Because we couldn't break out of that poverty mentality, God could never show you the greater things. Mm. So it's just like with Abraham in, in uh, Genesis 13. How could God show him the details of what he actually had in his possession had he not been willing to see uh, as far as he could see first? Because until he saw as far as he could see, God couldn't tell him to go and walk around it and see what's within your possession. So one step of increased vision leads to the next, which leads to the next. And each one we can see further and further. But we've got to to break out of that worldly mindset and that worldly identity and that worldly value. It's all corrupt. It's all corrupt. And we've got to see bigger. Amen. Hallelujah. What was those last few? Uh, Jade said, I recently bought gain detergent tabs instead of the cheaper liquid detergent. I like the convenience in fragrance way more. Uh, that was something I would not have done a year ago. Glory, that's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. I'll get, I will get, and this is, this is true, and, it, and it's right, mm-hmm. I will get mad. Nicole will tell you, if she's still online, she might have had to go for work, but I will get mad. Matter of fact, I just brought it up last week. <laughs> If she buys the off-brand cheap version of like paper towels and stuff, because I'm not having that in in our house, we're not having um, poverty mindset in our house. I don't mind being smart. Mm-hmm. I don't mind being a good steward. Mm-hmm. But it needs to be at the leading of God. Mm-hmm. So the other day I went to go get a paper towel, and you know I, I ripped the thing off, and uh, it, it tears down the middle, not mm-hmm. at the perforations, because it's cheap. Mm-hmm. And I was mad. I was like, I've done this for like two weeks in a row. And I'm like, why do we have this? And, yeah. and she told me why, but it wasn't her fault. It was, she said, ever since they had the toilet paper, the run on toilet paper and paper towels, mm. they haven't brought back the good stuff yet. <laughs> there's one, there's a brand that we normally got. She was yeah. like, I haven't been able to find it. I was like, okay, you're forgiven. 
So, well, <laughs> but I was, she'll tell you, because I'm not having mm -hmm. that small vision yeah. start in my home, mm -hmm. which now affects ministry, which now affects your life and everybody else's life in ministry because I'm operating in a poverty mentality. I don't have that luxury, and we shouldn't see that as believers because yeah. our thinking affects the world. Mm -hmm. We are, as the church, the pillar of truth, the book of Timothy says. We are the pillar of truth. So if we're not upholding truth of our value and truth of in our vision, then literally we withhold the protection and blessing from the earth. Yeah. We've got to think like God thinks. Yeah, yeah well, I was just going to say, you know, one of the first things that stuck out to me coming here was, as silly as it sounds, the toilet paper. You know, like the toilet paper at the church, you know, because we buy toilet paper in bulk. A lot of churches use, go through a lot of toilet paper because there's True. a lot of people that come through, through, through churches. And so, like, I noticed, like, one, one of the first <laughs> things I noticed was the quality of the toilet paper. And I, I posted on my Instagram, you can tell the quality of a church by the quality of their toilet paper. I you know, remember when you, you remember posted that? that. Yeah, but but I, I know I was so happy. Yeah. With that post. It but, made me happy. Yeah. And I didn't realize what I was saying at that point. But you know, now it's like now you see. Now I see it. Yeah. yeah. Like when we're buying a bunch of toilet paper in bulk, we're not looking for the cheapest stuff. We're looking for the yeah. best. You know, and that's and it's an excellent. It's a testimony. It is a testimony yeah. that we have a good God mm -hmm. and yeah. a big God, mm -hmm. a good God. And we bought that when we didn't have as much money as we have mm -hmm. now. Yeah. And, and I made it a point. I was like, uh-uh, we are not buying this cheap, you know, one ply junk. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, no, we're buying the good stuff. Mm -hmm. When people wipe their behinds at this church, it's going to be wiped with quality. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. They'll remember. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they will. Every other church. Bless your bottom. Yeah. <laughs> we want to bless your behind. Amen. <laughs> well, I mean, we joke about it, but that's mm -hmm. the truth. Yeah. It, it is. We have a three-ply vision here. Well played. Four, fourfold. <laughs> Hundredfold. Anyway. Um, uh, Ashley says. Ashley says, at Christmas, Ted and I were, were uh, looking at shoes, and the Holy Ghost led us to look for them at a totally different place than we usually do, and he ended up getting us the best of the best for half price. Uh, she said, all we had to do was have faith to look. Yep. That's good. You have to purpose in your heart. Purpose in your heart to give yourself to a big vision, mm -hmm. and God will increase your vision. Yeah. It's just like in 2 Corinthians 9, you purpose in yourself to mm -hmm. give, to sow. Mm -hmm. If you become a sower in your heart, he'll put seed in your hand. Yeah. You become a sower of mm -hmm. an uh, increased mindset, he'll mm -hmm. put that increased mindset in your hand. Yeah. Um, he'll take you to those places. That's what, that's what <laughs> Serena did. Kevin Nowicki says, the bounty of God. <laughs> <laughs> Where is that? It's okay. Oh, I see it. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Uh, Barrett actually also said when, when Pastor made the decision to get the expensive toilet paper, it stretched people. She even said people got mad. Yeah. Really? Yes. <laughs> That's funny. They're not here anymore. Nope. <laughs> Kevin some, said, some people can only go to a certain level of vision. Mm -hmm. 
and yeah. you know, and the, you, I could not. You have to understand what we're running on now is the same faith that it had to take that when we didn't have the money to buy it, mm. but we're believing God. So I believe the Lord for bigger. It's kind of like in um, <laughs> when I used to play. Uh, this is funny. <laughs> Sorry, I just read Kevin's. Um, I didn't. I didn't see it. Yeah, I've seen that before, but I haven't. Anyway, um, when we this this is kind of funny, but when I used to play Monopoly as a kid and win a lot, mm -hmm. the strategy basically was get so much that you can take the hits, and either you're going to succeed or you're not. But I'm going to buy every property I can get my hands on as quickly as I can, mm -hmm. and I'll be low in finances for a while. Well. In sewing, a lot of times it's very similar. Like, I'm going to crazy sew. Mm -hmm. And uh, now, I understand, obviously, that's not using any leading of the Lord in playing the game. Mm -hmm. But when life, it's really, I'm willing to put it on the line right now, including with the toilet paper when mm -hmm. we made that decision. I remember when we made that decision. Because mm -hmm. I got mad. I got mad with the leadership that they thought that it was okay to put in the cheap toilet paper. And I called them on the carpet for it because I'm like, we can't have that vision. And that sounds funny, but that's where small vision starts. Yeah. That's where that's where a lack starts. Yeah. And we weren't going to be that church. We're not going to be, mm. you know, an an average or just barely above. No, we're shooting for the heights of mm. heaven. Yeah. Because Jesus made it available and he paid for us to have it. Mm. I'm not going to take his price and lower the value of what he paid. Yeah. Not going to happen. Yeah. Because he, his, we need to walk out his glory mm -hmm. and his abundance so that he gets that glory and yeah. that people see it and they understand that. Yeah, so. I remember whenever we, um, there, there was a point where Serena and I, we were just at a, we were at a point where, um, you know, our finances were low. We were sewing a lot and we, we were making a lot of sacrifices and we had to go shopping. You know, we were going grocery shopping and, and we didn't have that much in our bank account, you know, to, to get a lot. And so yeah. we're looking, all right, what's the, like, we're looking at the prices, you know, the temptation was there to look at the prices of the different individual ones and stuff like that. And, I, and like, I just felt in my spirit, we have to determine now how we're going to approach this. You know, if That's we're, we're going to be focusing on the prices, how many, what, what's the prices per ounce that you get, you know, like for this one versus this one. And we're looking at these things. And I'm like, wait a second, I have to make the decision now whether we're going to, yeah. because if, if we continue this way, we'll stay this way. Yeah. And so I'm like, you know what, let's stop. It stretched both of our flesh because we knew where we were at. It stretched both of our flesh. I'm like, let's get the good stuff because that's who we are. We're not going to stay in, the, in this. And we didn't stay, you know, Amen. But, but at the point it didn't feel right. And it almost could, you could say that it was. It feels irresponsible. Yeah. It feels irresponsible, but you have to see that the most responsible thing you can do mm -hmm. is trust in Almighty God. Yeah. Trust Him. Mm -hmm. That's the most responsible. So that's, that's where people will, this is just not responsible. This is not just not wise. No, it's not wise and responsible according to a corrupted earth standards, mm -hmm. but it is wise and responsible according to the faith. Yeah and hope and love yeah. and to what God says. Mm -hmm. And which is more wise? Yeah. You know, which is more wise? That's the issue. And so yeah. um, I determined that long ago, long ago, and it was, um, you know, it made things so much simpler. So uh, a couple of stories to wrap up 
uh, here with. One is a story that Brother Tracy told about a notebook. Um, but then I had a had another one that would be helpful here. And Lord, bring that back to me. But um, so I was at the minister's conference or a meeting with, yeah, it was minister's conference with Brother Tracy several years ago. And he was telling about one of the times where he missed it. And uh, this really blessed me. Oh, I know I was going to tell. The other one was uh, our first plane trip. Um, so he, he said, um, he said I was flying through London, I think it was. And he, he said I was in the airport. There's this really nice brand called Mont Blanc, M-O-N-T-B-L-A-N-C, or N-C, I believe it is, Mont Blanc. And um, they'll make pens, they'll make notepads, they'll have, they have like um, uh, colognes and different things. It's just like a nice, nice store. I don't know what you would call that kind of store. But anyway, he's there. He says, I see this leather notebook that's like a three-ring binder leather notebook. He says, it's super nice. Well, this is high-quality, handmade type stuff, that, that level. And this leather notebook, and then see, this is going to, here's something I want you to do. Here's something you can do. Find your choke points. Hmm. When I say this, this is going to be this is going to locate many people's choke points. That's what that's what really offended offended my faith when they started talking about uh, Creflo Dollar and the I think it was the 55 or 65 million dollar plane. Hmm. The reason is you just found the choke point of how big you think God is. Hmm. It's not what you, forget about stewardship. Mm-hmm. You just valued God at not worth more than $65 million, like he doesn't have the money. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what offended me more than anything. You just valued God less than that. Like God, you can't do that, won't do that. So find your choke points and obliterate them. Yeah. Find them and obliterate it's, it. It'll be choke points in your thinking. Mm-hmm. So here he has this leather notebook in the Mont Blanc store. And I tried to find this. I, I couldn't find it anywhere. I was going to get it, and we were going to sew it just to shove it in the devil's face. And um, in love. And, um, but uh, <laughs> the notebook, is, it was not like a full-size 8 and a half by 11, but like the half, I think it was the half-page notebook. Three-ring binder notebook is $500. See? Choke point. See, there it is. I can, I knew it. Five hundred dollars, and and Brother Tracy was telling about how he failed, and he said, he said I went back and forth. He's like, God, oh, I can't spend this on it. I, I I just and and the Lord was leading him to get it, but he wasn't receiving that clear because his mindset toward what toward it was, that's wasting money. That's not a good steward. He said, so I ended up not buying it. He said, I got on the plane. He said, and the Lord spoke to me. He said, what would you have done with that notebook? This chino, I can feel it. The challenging of the flesh and the choke points we just reached. And, and at one point, this would have been my choke point too. But now it doesn't bother me at all. Like, I'm, I'm really good with this. I wasn't. At one point, I really, I, you got to realize I was raised in a poverty. My dad believed in big things, but I was still, I had a bunch of poverty mentality in me, right? And uh, the Lord, he gets on the plane and the Lord says, what would you have done with that notebook? 
He said, well, I would have taken notes in it and kept my notes in it. He said, for what? He said, well, for ministry. He said, I would have written sermons in it. I would have preached out of it and everything. And the Lord said this. He said, you just valued your whole international ministry at less than $500. Because you would do ministry out of that notebook. That was what it was for, and he was, and he was correcting him. He was, he was showing you just completely valued your whole international ministry at $500. Wow. And he said, Lord, I'm sorry, I repent, you know, and everything. Well, he's telling this story, and I just made a decision that didn't seem to make logical sense, but it was, it was logical. And I was like, glory to God, I didn't miss it. I was like, because <laughs> literally... It was that trip that I'd made that decision. And had I made that decision, then he told that story, I'd have been like, oh. So I was like, I didn't do it. I was like, yeah, I got it right, you know. But um, anyway, what a great lesson because truthfully, you know, he would have imparted vision out of that notebook. The Lord would, would have given him messages, the, the, the value of the Word of God that would have come through that. And he would have had it for years. It, was, it would have been high quality. And, um, and so that was a great thing to see and to learn is that we literally value things in our life by that. It wasn't that, you know, like in, in most cases, I probably wouldn't buy that notebook. Mm-hmm. But if I had leading from the Lord to get it, I'm okay with getting it. I'm completely okay with getting it. Yeah. Getting it. The question is, most people never hear the leading of the Lord on something like that because their choke point of uh, decreased thinking, not an increased thinking, mm-hmm. won't even let them hear that, that word. Yeah. It'll choke that word out. Before that word of God even gets to them, their, their mind will go, and it'll choke out that word, and they yeah. won't hear it. They won't even hear it. So... With that in mind, with that in mind, has this helped you today? <laughs> Amen. Um, so with that in mind, uh, we, the first plane trip that we took as a ministry, the Lord started talking to us about flying. Mm-hmm. And uh, we went, I did not have to fly. It was not a necessity to fly. But I had leading of the Lord to fly. And this particular trip was... Not very much. It was in the hundreds. It wasn't in the thousands. It was in the hundreds. And I didn't have to. But if I flew, it would save uh, four hours there and four hours back. So it would save eight hours. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, time is very valuable. And it wouldn't have just been me. It was me and others as well. Mm-hmm. So time is very valuable. It saved eight hours. The second thing is it would allow us to get there sooner and leave later so we would receive more impartation, mm-hmm. okay? And um, so I'm making this decision, and I said, um, I, I believe we're supposed to, but on paper and logical, it looks wasted. Mm-hmm. It looks like we're not being a good steward. But I knew the Lord had told us to do it, so I said, all right, we're, we're, we're paying this money, you know? Mm-hmm. So we end up paying that money and going and flying. We're there, there for longer. And then about that time, when we get there, somebody says, how would you get here? And we told them, kind of told them the story. Well, they came back to us and said, because you chose to operate in faith and to step out, we want to sow into 
uh, your aircraft and into the aviation of mm -hmm. your ministry, and here's money for it. Completely paid for the whole trip. Wow. Had we not chosen to do it, we would have never had that. But because we heard from the... Heard from the Lord is first. Yeah. We weren't in presumption. Mm -hmm. Heard from the Lord, stepped out in faith, the Lord paid for the whole thing. Mm. Well, then when we get back, because we flew, I was able to get back in the morning and complete a ministry opportunity where I preached. Yeah. A young man was there I've never seen before and I never saw after. But because I was there and preached, it would have just been canceled if I couldn't have gotten back. Mm. And uh, so because I was there... I've never seen him before, never seen him after, but he got born again that day. Mm. So now we would have valued that man's eternal soul. Now, we didn't know this, mm. but literally valued that man's eternal soul for a few hundred dollars. Mm. And it just wasn't, you know, yeah. you start to see how when we'll give ourselves the increased vision, God can put us in the right place at the right time. So what does he want to get you to? that we've had choke points and lower thinking on? Mm -hmm. And what are the things that God wants to open up in your life and the destiny in your life that he wants to increase? God is bringing an increase. Mm -hmm. God is bringing an increase in Amen. Jesus' name. Amen. Mm -hmm. Hey, uh, I know we just added that new line uh, about increase this year and debt cancellation. Is Ashley on that? No. Ask her if she wants to get on that. Talk to her and explain it to her. So. Amen. Glory to God. Well, I think that's enough for today. What's, I'm looking for the time. It's 1.15. Good gracious. It was a good word. Amen. Wow. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> Hallelujah. If you would like to sow today, you're welcome to. Thank you, Priscilla, for that uh, right there. We just praise God for you. And uh, if you would like to uh, sow into increase today, sow into a bigger vision, sow into removing choke points and uh, destroying and obliterating small mentality and poverty mentality, uh, today you're welcome to sow into that. You don't have to, uh, but you can sow. They have all the information there on the screen. You can go to giveww.org. Uh, Cash app, give www. Uh, Facebook, you can type in hashtag donate plus the amount. Uh, text to give. Uh, you can give Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies and uh, PayPal, all of that information they're putting up on the screen. And uh, let's just pray over that. Father, right now, I just ask in Jesus' name, Lord, let people's vision grow. Yes. Let their vision grow. Mm -hmm. Let their vision grow. In Jesus' name. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Let their vision increase in the name of Jesus. Lord, everything that has been standing in the way of increased vision, let it be removed. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for increased vision. Increase in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Soho Fraklana. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for increase. Thank you for breaking off old bondages and old mentalities. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. We praise you and we worship you. Lord, let every seed that's sown 
Uh, thank you, Priscilla, for sowing that. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Brittany, for sowing right there. Lord, let it be multiplied. Truly, Lord, yes. supernaturally multiplied. Yeah. Pressed down, shaken together, running over into their lives. And, Lord, let it be a quick harvest in Jesus' name. A quick harvest. Father, we praise you for it and we worship you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. It's going to be a good week. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a good one. Amen. Did you enjoy it? Oh, so much. <laughs> I'm glad that you were here with me. And uh, we love you all very, very much. And uh, we're going to uh, wrap this up. Listen, go back, watch some of the stuff. See, all of this is building from what we've been receiving over the last uh, few weeks. And I'll, I'll tell you, I was telling somebody yesterday, um, this whole month, this whole year, of broadcasts have been like on another level. Yeah. Go and watch some. We'll put some links up for you to see there. Go and watch some. Get your vision up. God wants to do great things in your life. And uh, do exactly what they just said. Share the broadcast. People don't realize how much that helps. It really, really helps. Share the broadcast. Comment. Go back, watch them again. You know, uh, that stuff really, really helps. And uh, so share it. Get the good news out there. There's other believers that need to think on a different level yeah. uh, besides you. And uh, so share it. Get it out to the world. We love you so very much. And uh, 